Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we are recording episode 115 and it is another one of our craft episodes and looking forward today we are talking about creating the imperfect hero we've put Um, but so you know like a while ago we did an episode about creating villains and so we thought you know we haven't done one specifically about creating uh protagonists so we thought we'd focus on that for the next two episodes and we're thinking also of doing one about side characters as well so i hope you guys are looking forward to that it should be a good time when i was doing the research for this i came across a lot of stuff about side characters and i was like oh i need to rein that in for next time (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm excited about the side character one too, actually. I was thinking about it this morning. But for now, we're talking about protagonists, the very important (laughs) characters in your book. Yes, and I'm kind of surprised we haven't really done a focused episode on them Mm -hmm. before because they're a pretty uh, important part of your novel. Um, If there's any new listeners here, we have, if you go back ages ago, we did do a episode on characters in general, but we're getting a little bit more specific this time definitely but first we should probably do a quick writing update if we have anything to update you on Sarah (laughs) well I did do a little bit of editing before the Christmas holidays Um, I have been focusing on darkness set us free as we've sort of talked about in the past and mainly just really knuckling down and editing the first chapter I'm actually really excited about some of the changes that I've made to it this I still need like a you know that perfect first sentence kind of thing um (laughs) still needs to be worked on but like for the most part the beginning's much better and I think I'm like this entire book is going to take us a long time to edit because there's a lot of like rewriting that needs to be done and I think I'm close to the end of the first chapter so that's not too bad really considering how much needs to be changed I was about to say given the amount of rewriting uh it's it's a good effort I was like, sometimes rewriting is actually more challenging than writing it from scratch as well like it takes more time yes. to try and work around stuff that's there yeah you want to use the stuff that you've got but you also want to you know, make it better. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, But the other exciting thing for me is that Julia's sleep has improved a lot over the last, basically it's been improving over the last month or so. But so, you know, I occasionally get, she'll do like a one and a half hour nap like she did this morning which was like oh my god this is amazing and my husband and I were like yes we can change all the furniture around and because (laughs) we're going to put her in her own room very shortly so I was like yeah the you know I used to have a, a setup with the nursery and my office being in the 
same room and I was like once she's able to climb out the crib and stuff that ain't gonna be a very good setup because she's gonna get into all the cords she's gonna be like hey mommy there's your microphone so I was like "Mm, yeah that needs to change so my desk is now I'm now seated in the spare room just a change of scenery and how is the change (laughs) of scenery feeling I like it I like it I mean I'm not looking out the window anymore so you know, it's kind of more of a blank wall, which could be good. Might be a bit more focused. Distraction. <laughs> yeah. But it, it feels like a nice space at the moment. Anyways, how about you? Have you got anything to update? Um, Not really. I've mostly been just enjoying the Christmas break with my family, but I've done a tiny bit of um, editing and price pandemonium. I think I've done maybe a chapter. Um, which has been, which has been good. But I'm very excited because our uh, writing critique group is starting up again after Ooh. a hiatus of a few months. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to that because I feel like it was a good way to like keep me in check. Yeah, <laughs> you know, keep every, you focused exactly because uh, we have changed it because it was every it was biweekly and now we're doing it monthly. Um, and we're also doing it now with more like targeted. So we submit a chapter and we basically ask them for feedback about a certain thing or, you know, okay. what we're really, you know, uh, if yeah. there's something we're struggling with or we don't think is working, like specifically asking for that type of feedback, which I think will be good because before it was sort of just general, which is fine. But, you know, sometimes you have problems with chapters where you're like, does the ending work? Should it go for longer? Is it too short? You know, does this character land? That kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to having more targeted uh, feedback. Um, so now I'm going to have to really write cool. so that we can, I can submit things. So I will be writing. Again. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> uh, are we still going to be submitting the Ancient Greece book or are we going to be? I don't know. Um, we're not. So for the listeners, before we were doing it chapter by chapter for novels um, but we don't have that criteria on it this time. So I think we can submit whatever <laughs> we want. Just, you know, kind of asking for specific yeah. feedback, which would be quite good. So I'm looking forward to that because I think that will jumpstart my writing again, which will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also am intending on submitting to the anthology again. Except I don't have any ideas. So that's my, <laughs> my new problem is I've got to think of some ideas. And I kind of and... want to and I, I kind of half have an idea, but I haven't really got enough knowledge about it yet. So Maybe you could pants it, Sarah. <laughs> oh, I can't. I need to do some research on this one. And then like think of an actual like, I've got like a situational idea, but I need oh. like a plot. <laughs> I know that feeling where you've got like a small part or one scene and you're like, I like this, but how can I make this thing a story? I feel like I've got the characters maybe, or like not even really the characters, but an idea of like more a socioeconomic kind of setting Okay, maybe would be more accurate. Cool. And the types of characters which would fit into that setting. (laughs) Anyways, we should jump into our main discussion, which Sarah said before is about creating protagonists and as she said I called it creating the imperfect hero with the M in brackets (laughs) (laughs) I felt very proud of myself (laughs) Um, nice title nice title so 
thought we could begin by defining what a protagonist is, which seems really simple, but when I was actually researching it, it ended up, you know, there's a lot of terminology that can get a bit confusing between the two. So I thought we'd clarify that first before we start talking more specifically about protagonists. So Sarah. Mm -hmm. So according to our favorite dictionary, the Merriam-Webster dictionary, which you can find online, the protagonist is the principal character in a literary work, such as a drama or story. So basically they are the person or other creature that your story revolves around. They are who you, your readers want to succeed in the end. And the the dictionary actually goes, you know, I don't know if you've ever been on the uh, website of Merriam-Webster, but they always have their like fun facts and things on the, on the website. And it, in this case, it did have like an additional bit of information. And I thought I, read it out because it was quite interesting so they said the protagonist or hero of a play novel or film is involved in a struggle of some kind either against someone or something else or even against his or her own emotions so the hero is quote the first struggler which is the literal meaning of the greek word uh, protagonistes a character who opposes the hero is the antagonist from the greek word that literally means to struggle against i liked that i was like that is cool yeah, the yeah. first struggler. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, when you think about our ancient Greece book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the literal definition of the word. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I thought now we could also clarify the difference between protagonists and main characters, which is where things can get a little bit uh, confusing, which is why I thought we should, you know, knuckle down these definitions first before we jump in and accidentally confuse everybody <laughs> so sarah so all protagonists are main characters but not all main characters are protagonists it's like one of those weird things <laughs> yeah um so a main character is someone who is an important part of the protagonist's journey and growth for example harry potter is the protagonist while ron weasley is a main character um, Frodo Baggins is the protagonist, while Aragorn is a main character. Yes, so. oh, that's all good. <laughs> so main characters are crucial to moving the plot along um, and include, as Sarah said, protagonists, but also antagonists and other key characters. So you can have multiple main characters in a novel. For example, the best friend, the arch enemy, the romantic interest, all of those sorts of characters that are important to your protagonist. Um Often the main character, well, in some instances, they're used to help the reader see the world and the protagonist of the story, especially when your protagonist uh, can be difficult to relate to. So often main characters are used as narrators um, to tell the story of the protagonist because they're a little bit more likable sometimes. <laughs> so hopefully that's a bit clearer, protagonist mm -hmm. versus main character. Uh, so now I thought we could, did you have anything to add, Sarah? No, I was just going to say that leads well into the next question. Oh, it does. So, which was, uh, how important is a likable protagonist, if you wanted to start us off? So, I think it's extremely important that they show at least one redeeming quality. <laughs> I, I don't think the readers need to like them right from the outset, but they've got to show 
I'm going to say potential for likability. <laughs> like, as a reader, you want to be thinking, well, you know, they're a little bit screwed up and maybe even a bit annoying, um, but, you know, I can see underneath that they're just a bit misguided, <laughs> which is different from being actually bad and unlikable. So the readers have to connect with your protagonist and they're not going to connect with a perfect hero, but they're also not going to connect with someone that they don't like. So it's finding a balance in between. And, you know, as Ashley labeled this uh, podcast episode, an imperfect hero. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I definitely agree. Your protagonist does need to have some sort of redeeming quality that makes the reader want the protagonist to succeed. Otherwise, they're not really probably going to enjoy your story very much. Um, I also think if you're going to have a fairly a more unrelatable uh, protagonist, I feel like you need to have some likable main characters um, sort of in place of it uh, so that there is someone that your readers connect with and makes it an enjoyable read. Um, an example for me is I really, Harry Potter frustrated me to no end, like the character. Um, but <laughs> like I, it kind of, he irritated me on occasion. Like, why are you doing this? Like it, he got on my nerves, but I loved Hermione. So that kind of like made up for the fact that Harry was irritating. <laughs> So having something like that, I think, can help if you're having a slightly less likable protagonist. Mm -hmm. And so the next question I thought we could talk a bit about is how important backstory is for your protagonist. And maybe we can talk about some of the any tips we have for creating backstory as well. Yeah. So like we've said on a number of episodes, backstory brings characters to life. Um, I think it creates an illusion of a lived past where, you know, which makes the characters feel real to the readers. Um, even if not all the backstory is revealed, you can kind of feel the breadth of it, I think, in the background to the characters' actions. And you don't need to flesh out every single day of your character's life, but you do need to have a handle on their backstory. And for me, that's like the major life events that shaped your character's current beliefs. So I was kind of trying to think of an example of this. And I thought, you know, you might have a character who is a bit stubborn, for example, just to take like one trait. Um, so then you start thinking, like, how did they become that person? So you've got to come up with a situation or something like, sure, it might be part of their actual personality, but there could also be a reason for why they've become a bit of a stubborn person. So, you know, maybe they're stubborn because they think they're always right. And they're probably not always right, but maybe there was a time when they felt no one was listening to them and the situation spiraled due to them not speaking up and people not paying attention to what they said. So then you end up with this character who's constantly defending the, what they believe or like, you know, their opinion on a certain situation uh, because last time they were ignored. So this time they will let people know they are definitely right and it's their way all the highway. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds so, me of a character. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, you look at that and create a situation in their past that fits the bill. So you're like, okay, so I need this situation where they were ignored or whatever. Like, so you might, I call them like keystone moments <laughs> where mm-hmm. there might be like a certain key moment that like, sure, there might have been a number of things that added up to that, but maybe there was like this one particular memory that they have of being ignored and it could be by a specific person as well which will then also develop the character's relationships at the same time as giving them that backstory you'll find the more you do this and the more that you look at their traits and create these keystone moments the more developed their relationships will become with other characters as well and the more backstory will kind of expand and start developing an idea of how this person came to be Um, So those are kind of like my tips is to, I guess, look at the traits and look at who they are currently and go, how did they get here? And then create a story that's going to suit. And yeah, there's a lot more about the traits, which we can discuss, I think, um, either later in this episode or the next episode as well. I definitely, I definitely, definitely agree. Um, backstory is so crucial for making characters feel realistic, and I guess one of the main reasons it is so important, which we've said in other episodes before, or at least what I think, is that backstory determines how your characters are going to react in certain situations because it has shaped how they interact with the world and you know, other characters that they come across. So, you know, it's how they were brought up and what they've experienced and everything that has happened to them in their past is going to dictate what they're going to do in a given situation, at least at the beginning. Um, And for me, I tend to, I guess, I don't know how other people make characters, but I often seem to kind of have a character with, I guess, some moment in their past that has defined them. And then I guess build the character around that, if that makes any sense, rather than kind of painting a character in my mind, just what they look like. You know, they're tall, they have brown hair, their name is this. I kind of tend to think more about, you know, what has happened to a character in the past and then kind of that's like the interesting thing about them and then building them from that. So, you know, has a character lost her parents when they were young and then you know what kind of person is she now and then kind of putting all the more superficial stuff on after that which can be helpful uh sorry developing your character's backstory before trying to like fit a character into one you've already written if that makes any sense (laughs) and I guess when you're doing this developing your characters like Sarah said there's a lot of good questions I guess you can ask yourself about them um, once you kind of have a rough idea of who they might be and that can help you I guess solidify what their backstory is so these would be questions like you know what was their childhood like what are some defining memories that they have so that's sort of what you were talking about before yeah. Sarah those like key moments where it, the keystone moments. yeah the keystone moments that you know really changed or affected who that person is Um, things like have they had their heart broken what does their family situation look like now are they generally happy or questions like that can really uh, help you flesh out what 
their backstory is and even help you maybe invent some more backstory if you need you know if you feel like your characters need a little bit more depth as well yeah I think that kind of leads well into the next part the last part of this episode where I thought we could talk a little bit about flaws um and why it's important for our protagonists to have flaws and how do you decide what kind of flaws they're going to have I think that marries quite well with backstory so Sarah yeah so I think characters obviously do need flaws as we've kind of alluded to and the number one reason really is to make them relatable because if they don't have any flaws then they're really not going to seem a like they're a real person and B, they're going to be really quite boring and they're not going to really feel like there's a journey that they need to take because if they're perfect, then why are we reading the book? Um, So characters need flaws as a base for their development and for their inner journey and the character should learn something about themselves throughout the book and then in doing so perhaps give the reader an opportunity as well to learn something about themselves. So flaws and the character's journey should be related to the outer plot. So when you're thinking about what flaws to give your characters, if you're someone who creates a plot idea first, then I would probably look at the plot and then go, well, okay, what moral story am I wanting from the plot, which is also going to relate to the character's journey and then try and marry the two together. So the outer plot should challenge the character and then shine a light directly on those flaws so that the character then has an opportunity to grow, if that makes sense. That does make sense. And that is more or less how we did our ancient Greece book characters, where we had a plot sort of set out and then mm-hmm. we fit our protagonist into that plot. Like we had a look at what sort of flaws could be exposed by this plot and, you know, what would make it, I guess, more interesting for our character um, and challenging for him to overcome. Yeah, I was trying to think about like if you do it the other way around, if you have a character and you're going to create a plot around the character, I guess you just have to think you know, create flaws and create the character that you you want and who feels right to tell their story and then think about um, what type of things are going to highlight those flaws and what type of situation would a character really be challenged by um, who has those flaws that you've already created if you wanted to do it the other way around, but... I was going to say, you can definitely tell we're plotters from this conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, I was kind of thinking like as well, you know, if you're going to pants it, I think it comes a bit more naturally if you're more character driven because those situations are going to just arise um, just by the nature of like a character having those flaws are going to get into like, I was going to say pickles. (laughs) I don't know why that word came to mind, but it's kind of funny. Um, that was in a pickle that's funny. <laughs> but yeah so you know you can still pants it and do it but if you're thinking about it like very purposefully I think you're probably thinking about it from more of a plotting perspective as well 
I definitely agree. Flaws make characters more interesting and relatable, like you said, Sarah. And because flaws make us unique, um, if your protagonist doesn't have any flaws, then it's fairly one-dimensional and not really, you know, that unique. And your readers are going to struggle to identify with them. And usually, like we've said before, flaws come from the character's backstory and things that have happened in their past because their backstory shapes who they are. And so, therefore, knowing your character's backstory is really helpful in finding their flaws. And like Sarah was saying, and like we just talked about, because we're plotters, (laughs) I think we tend to develop our characters from, I guess, to suit certain plots um, and help sort of, you know, make it more challenging, I suppose. You're kind of like, what (laughs) sort of character, you know, would make this plot even more interesting Um, and kind of working backwards and forwards, I guess, (laughs) in that sort of situation. You know, we had to be really purposeful about the ancient Greece book. The uh, young adult teen fiction series, the situation itself is just so outrageous (laughs) that it doesn't really matter what type of flaws the character has because each character is going to be challenged in a different manner by the situation. Yes. Um, So, you know, like you do have some situations where everyone's going to be challenged (laughs) and so it becomes less important how you marry it with the plot, the more the fact that the plot is challenging to the character and therefore you will see those flaws revealed in different ways. But it really just depends on your book, I think, as well. Although, to be fair, sometimes with certain plot events in our young fiction, young fiction, YA fiction, um, we've mentioned before that some characters, because of what their flaws are, are better suited to tell that part of the story. So we sometimes do that. Although we also have quite a few I guess, protagonists in our story. So that also is helpful. (laughs) Yes. So that brings us to the end of the first part of our episode, well, of our two episodes about protagonists. And I guess next week we're going to continue the discussion uh, and we're going to, you know, dive a bit more deeper into how we create um, interesting protagonists. If you would like to be on an author spotlight episode, then you can go to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and you'll find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. As I just said, next time on Dear Writer, it's part two about creating interesting protagonists. And if you'd like to know more about us and our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. Mm-hmm.